Good morning, praise God. Here we are again, and uh, God has given a word. I've been seeking God every day for a word of the day for anyone who wants to come on. So, uh, you know, grab a seat here. We'll probably be here for the next 10, 15 minutes, but I want you to like, share this. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like it. Um, if you're liking, if you're watching this on Facebook, like it and share it. We want to flood uh, social media with the word of the Lord. We want to flood social media with the redeeming word of God. We want to flood social media with the heart of Jesus, the welcoming, inviting heart of the Lord who says he's standing at the door and knocking and he's looking for people to open the door and let him in so he can commune and dine with them and minister to them and flip over tables in their hearts that have been uh, not good for their lives and not fruitful. And so we want to see change. And I believe every medium has been created for the Lord to pu publish the gospel, the gospel of the King of God. That, that he has come to give us life and life more abundantly. So thank you for uh, being here real quick. I do want to dig right into what the Lord showed me uh, as I was in prayer this morning. I want to actually begin with scripture right now. First Kings chapter 19. This is a time of famine in the word of God. This is a time uh, where the, the man of God had proclaimed rain. Rain was coming, but the rain had just started and the ground was still parched. And so the, the replenishing of the land had not yet come, even though the man of God, Elijah, had prophesied it. And he was running from Jezebel, who had threatened his life because he had judged and had slain uh, the hundreds of prophets of Baal in order to call the people of God back to himself. But he, the man of God, the disciple, the follower of the Lord, found himself in a desert land and in a place of depression and confusion. And this is what the word of the Lord says in First Kings chapter 19. It says that the angel of the Lord came back the second time and touched him and said, arise and eat because the journey is too great for you. So he arose and ate and drank. Somebody says, get up. Somebody say, get up, get up, get up, get up, dust yourself off and eat. And he went in the strength of that food for 40 days and 40 nights as far as Horeb, the mountain of God. Horeb literally means desert. And so even in his worship, because mountains represent worship, he was worshiping God in a famine land. He was worshiping God in the wilderness. And if that's you right now, you feel like you're in a dry place. You feel like you're in a wilderness. You feel like you're in a desert. You can still worship God. In fact, the wilderness and the desert is set apart for you to grow into deeper worship. And the spirit of the Lord told me to come on here today and say, walk by faith, not by sight. The Lord is going to give you three principles of walking by faith today because the Lord has ministered to me. So many are feeling they're in a wilderness. They're alone. They're isolated, but God is with you. He sees you. He is El Roy. And so I want to minister to you. You might feel like you're in a desert or or uh, the Lord is not answering your prayer, but the, the Lord will answer to your faith. Come on. The Lord will answer to your faith. Listen to this. Your belief system will be the foundation for your life. That is whether you're in a famine or not. Your belief system is supposed to be the foundation for your life. So what you believe in, whether you like it or not, it is your foundation. If you're putting your faith in money, that is your foundation. The Bible says you cannot serve God and mammon. Why? Because your foundation is not sure. Money comes and goes. Money does not have your back. Money is a tool that in the right hands, it proclaims the gospel. But if it's not in the right hands or it's not being put forth for the kingdom, what it is doing is stealing your soul and keeping you away from life. So you have nothing thing to worry about if your foundation and your belief system is Jesus Christ. The, 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 the apostle Paul wrote that no foundation be laid other than what has already been laid. Jesus Christ. That is the foundation. Faith in Christ. 
So the word of the Lord to you is walk by faith. Simply have faith in God. Walking is a journey. Walking uh, actually represents your life. So when the Lord uh, ministered to his disciples and washed their feet and Peter said, wash my head, head, head and my feet. He said, no, no, I just need to wash your feet. Why? Because he was anointing them. He was preparing them to follow him. Come on. He was preparing them to do what was best, which was to be with him, not off uh, off the path, but to follow the way. And they began to actually call it the way. The, the early church called their faith the way. It was a journey. So here's what the Lord said to me. He said, the journey is too great for you, for you to have a belief system that is not firmly rooted in Christ Jesus. Walk by faith, not by sight. That is 2 Corinthians 5, 7. And the Lord said this to me to, re to release this into your hearing today. And I'm going to release it right now. I'm going to read what the spirit of the Lord had me write down. He says, teach this to my people. This is a time of preparation for my people to live off of my word, the word of God, not their intellect and reason. There is a need for deeper relationship. There is a time coming, says the Lord, when my people will need to know my voice at a deeper level, says God, because my voice will sustain them. Glory to the Lord. The journey is too great, says God. They must move on my word in a famine. Glory to the Lord. He says, I will lead the way. I will feed you. I will carry you. I will protect you. I will guide you into green pastures and beside still waters, says the Lord. I will settle your weary soul. Just follow me, my child. I will sustain you. And the Lord said to talk about Elijah and the angel coming to bring him food and drink. And the spirit of God says, I am the same God. The journey is too great and deep and wide to go it alone. You must have me in your heart and trust me, says the Lord. God says, you must know me. You must follow me. Come on. You must dig deep wells of prayer. Do you hear the invitation? Do you hear the urgency in God's heart tonight? Today, it's, he says, it's time for my people to learn to pray with fervor. That's faith. He says, I am the Lord and I can't be stopped. Believe in me and walk with me. Learn my heart and my voice. This is my desire and my delight. He says it's his desire and delight for you to learn his voice. Because when you're learning his voice, you're learning his character. God speaks what he is. God speaks into our spirit himself. Come on. When he breathed into Adam, he was breathing himself into Adam. Glory to God. And we need to understand that God wants to image us with himself. Jeremiah 9, 24 says this, but let him who glories glory in this. He says, if you're going to stand on anything, if you're going to build your life on anything, he says, glory in this, that he understands and knows me that I am the Lord exercising loving kindness, judgment and righteousness in the earth. For in these I delight, says the Lord. So the Lord wants me to give you three principles of walking by faith. But one thing he just wants you to understand is he wants to be your foundation. He Belief in God is literally setting yourself on a course with a spiritual compass. And the spiritual compass is the Holy Spirit himself. You are saying, I'm going to live under the auspices of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to live under the jurisdiction of God. We're going to get into that in a little bit. But God says his, his delight is to exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness. What does that mean? He says that when you put 
put your faith in me. You're covered by my love. You don't have to under, you don't have to be afraid of anything because I'm always delighting in exercising my loving kindness toward you. He says, I also exercise ju judgment, glory to God, which means God will protect you. God will, will cause those who curse you to be cursed and those who bless you to be blessed. God is going to protect you. He is the vengeance himself. You don't need to worry. And he says, I love righteousness. I love exercising righteousness. What does that mean? He loves exercising himself, his character in the earth. He loves to drop his character inside of you, which is peace, joy, love. It is the fruit of the spirit, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. All of these things come because we're loving God, because our glory is to glorify um, the Lord by loving him and understanding and knowing him. This is to walk by faith. This is what it means. So let me give you three principles of walking by faith. And I love these scriptural examples the Lord gave me. He says, number one, if you're going to walk by faith, the Lord says, number one, if you're going to walk by faith, number one is to not look back. Come on. The Lord says, don't look back. Remember Lot's wife. Oh, God, I feel the anointing. He says, remember Lot's wife. What happened to Lot's wife? She had been set free from a place that was wicked. And the Lord said, go to the mountain. And they were leaving. And the spirit of God said, do not look back. Because he knew if, if they looked back, it was their heart condition. Their heart condition would have been exercised by their vision. What is your direction? What are you looking for? The Bible says he will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. Meaning if you have your mind stayed on him, if you're walking by faith and you're you're living in the, the presence of God under the jurisdiction of the Holy Spirit, under the leading and unction of the Holy Spirit, that you are always in peace. And when you turn away, you can actually open yourself up to something. He said, remember Lot's wife, because when she turned around, the Bible says she turned into a pillar of salt. Salt actually represents something that tastes good to God. The highest covenant uh, in the Hebrew culture was a covenant uh, uh, that was set with with salt when they would make a sacrifice and build covenant with one another and and they would taste the salt. And so God wants to taste the salt in you. God, when he made covenant with Abram, when he made covenant with you, when you came into the covenant of Israel with faith in Jesus Christ, you became part of a covenant that was was uh, covenantal with salt. The Bible says that when God promised David the kingdom, it was a covenant of salt. It's a high holy covenant. And God actually partook of tasting the salt in David because he had sprinkled David with salt. Why, why is it that it says that you have to please the Lord with faith because you're walking in the covenant of God. You're, you're walking in the kingdom in the spirit and he tastes literally by the spirit, the salt of God in you because you're walking by faith. But when you turn around, that salt goes to waste. Come on somebody. And God doesn't want your salt to go to waste. Listen to what it says. In Luke 17, these are the words of Jesus. Verse 32, he says, remember Lot's wife. Whoever seeks to save his life will lose it. That means the one who walks out of faith. You, you, you think you need to be the one uh, upon which your life is founded, that your foundation should be your talent, gift, ability, your intellect, your strength. Come on, your own heart. No, you can't do it. He says, whoever seeks to save his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life will preserve it. Come on. That means to give your life away to Jesus. That's the first principle of walking by faith. Do not turn back. Remember Lot's wife. Exodus 14, 15 says this. And the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. 
Ah, they were thinking about going back. Remember how many times the Lord got angry because they complained in the wilderness about going back. Why? Because God's like, do you not see? I'm leading you towards something. I'm doing it in such visible signs and wonders. And you still want to go back to bondage. Egypt means bondage, limitation. It's a place of slavery. And they wanted to go back to slavery while they were literally in the midst of the father. He was carrying them and prodding them and pushing them, preserving them, feeding them with manna and quail. He was sustaining them, but they still had Egypt in their heart and it grieved the Holy Ghost because they just couldn't see him. And the Bible says, why are you crying to me? Tell the children to go forward. He was leading them forward, even when they were going in a circle. Somebody needs to hear the Lord. Sometimes if you need to go back to something, God will lead you there. You don't need to turn to the left or to the right. Let the Lord guide you and he will take you where you need to be. But he says, you need to go forward. Where were they when he said this? They were at the doorstep of breakthrough. They were at a place where the Red Sea was before them and and Pharaoh's army was behind them. And they felt like they were in between a rock and a hard place. Glory to God. And the rock, Jesus himself said, raise your rod, Moses, and I will split the Red Sea and you will uh, cross on dry land. And so it was the faith in God that caused them to cross over. It was walking by faith. They could not traverse the Red Sea any other way. They had to have faith. It was the leadership of Moses saying, walk by faith, my friends. Do not turned back and they walked forward. If they had gone back, they would have been slain. If they had gone back, the promise of God would have never been realized. If they had gone back, they would have never experienced the promises of God. If they had gone back, their generations after them would have been stagnated and delayed from reaching the promise and the inheritance of the Lord. This is generational. You need to walk by faith and go forward. First principle of walking by faith is don't look back. Second principle of walking by faith is walk in the light. You need the word of God to illuminate your path. I'm talking about the audible voice, the spirit of God in your spirit speaking to you all day and you discerning what he's saying and the written word of God. We can't just live only by the written word because it's the word and the spirit that guides us. If we don't have the spirit, we will get the word and we'll miss the message. Come on. We'll get the word, but we'll miss the intent. We'll get the word, but we'll miss the motivation. We'll get the word, but we'll miss the timing. We'll get the word, but we'll get the word at the wrong time because we're not allowing the Holy Ghost to lead us. So you have to walk in the light. Light represents truth. It represents the word of God. It is the word of God that he released when he said, let there be light. It was himself when he said, let there be light. He was saying, let there be me. Let there be truth. Let there be Jesus in the earth. I'm putting Jesus in the earth, the word of the Lord. And so the Lord says, go to this scripture, Psalm 119 verse 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Come on. You've got to dig into the word. You've got to spend time and be still and know that he is God and hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying to you. You've got to get a prayer journal and write down what God is speaking. You've got to get the wisdom and the revelation of God in the understanding of Christ. You've got to get the word of God from the spirit of the Lord. The first principle of walking by faith is to uh, not look back. Don't look back. The second is to walk in the light. And the third is walk in the spirit. Listen, you need to walk under the jurisdiction of the Holy Ghost. That means you need to live under the rule and the reign and the unction of God. God sent his spirit. What did Jesus say? He said, it's not good that I stay here because if I stay here, I cannot send the comforter. He says, it's good that I leave you because when I leave, I will send you a comforter. What does that mean? He says, I can only be in one place at one time. 
Oh, God. When the word wrapped in flesh came, he literally was restricted to one locale on the earth. Glory to God. And so wherever Jesus was, that's where Jesus was working. But the Holy Ghost has no bounds. The Holy Ghost has eyes all over them, over himself. He sees everything. He sees circumspectly. He sees past, present, future. He is everywhere at all times doing the will of the Father and advancing the kingdom of God. And so you've got to live under the jurisdiction of the Holy Ghost who sees what you don't see. He hears what you don't hear. And he speaks what the Lord is speaking to you. And he will guide you by his wings. He will literally cover you and he will fly you. He will guide you like an eagle to where you need to be. That's why the Bible says they, those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as eagles. Whose wings are they going to be on? They're the wings of the Lord. God gives you the ability to traverse through time. God gives you the ability to minister where you are. God gives you the ability to get wealth. He gives you the ability to be sustained. He gives you everything that comes from everything you get comes from God. Glory to the Lord. And so we need to walk under the jurisdiction of the Holy Ghost. Listen to this. Romans chapter eight. This is so important. You need to understand this. We learn in Galatians that the spirit and the flesh are are enmity. That the flesh is enmity to the Holy Spirit. That means the flesh is an enemy of the Holy Ghost. And so we've got to be in the spirit because the Bible says no flesh will glory in his presence. The Bible says there is no good thing in your flesh. What does this mean? It means as you a spiritual being, I'm not saying your flesh is bad. It, it's not on your team. It has its role, but it should not lead you. Come on. The Bible says you should subject your flesh beneath your spirit. Listen to what it says in Romans 8 verse 5. It says, for those who live according to the flesh, they set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. That is God's heart for you. When you're living under the jurisdiction, rule, reign, and unction of the Holy Ghost, you have made a decision that your spirit is going to guide your life, not your flesh, not your appetites, your will, your emotions. Some of us, we get in our emotions and we can't think straight. The Bible says, no, 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 don't let your emotions guide you. Your emotions can take you to Christ, but you need to let your soul take you to Christ. The Bible says that our souls cry out for the Lord. We can't ignore the heart cry. Mm. You can't ignore. So when there are times of strange stress, pressure, you need to be seeking God in the fullness of who he is. <clears throat> it goes on to say, for to be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. Do you see the journey? So Elijah was there in the uh, verse, uh, where was he? First Kings chapter 19 in a famine land. He's been threatened by Jezebel, who was supposedly powerful because she was married to the king. Of course, it was a demonic spirit that wanted to take him out because he had cleansed Israel from Baal worship. And here he is. He's under pressure and he gets in his emotions and he literally wishes that he would die. But the spirit of the Lord came with a messenger and said, your journey is too great. And when he rose up and ate what the angel got, gave him, that was his spirit. That was his faith in God coming alive in the midst of pressure and strain in the middle of a desert land. The rain had been falling, but the fruit had not come forth. And so he was in between the promise and the manifestation of the fullness of restoration. And he needed faith in order to see the fullness of what God was going to do. And so the angel showed up and said, your journey is too great. And he went on the food that came from the Lord God, directly from the Lord on 40 days, for 40 days and 40 nights as he journeyed to where he was gonna have an encounter with the Lord, Mount Horeb. 
But to be carnally minded is death. So for him to say, I wish I would die, that was his flesh seeking what his flesh wanted, which was to die. But his spirit came alive when the angel showed up. This is what God will do when you live under subjection and the jurisdiction of the Holy Ghost. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. What sustained Elijah. Some people look at that portion. They want to criticize Elijah. That brother was in the Holy Ghost. His flesh was getting weak, but the spirit was also willing. And he received the spiritual food from the, from the Holy Ghost through the angel. And he was able to traverse through a desert land for 40 days and 40 nights. It says in verse seven, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor can it be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. If you want to be well pleasing to God, walk by faith. Don't walk by sight. The Bible says, you've heard it before, that faith is a substance that faith is evidence of something not seen. So when you believe, believing is enough to know that what you're believing for is in heaven for you. I'm going to say that again. When you're believing God for something, that's the evidence that what you're believing for is in heaven for you. The question is, are we meeting the conditions for heaven to give what we're looking for? Are we are is our heart prepared? Is our heart mature enough to receive that which we're praying for? Is there some kind of opposition? It's not a question of whether or not you're believing for the right thing. If it's biblical, if you want health, if you want strength, if you want peace, if you want joy, if you're looking for these things, it's not that God says, oh, no, that can't be yours. You're believing for the right thing, but you have to be led by the Holy Spirit to receive it. The people of Israel were vomited out of bondage and the people of Egypt literally said, take everything with you. Immediately when they had been vomited out of the land, they went from slaves to wealth bearers and they still could not see the power of God because they still had Egypt inside of them. And God had given them the riches of their uh, place of bondage. He literally spoiled Egypt for them. But his goal was to get to their heart. And so he had to show them and teach them worship. Oh, he had to teach them how to camp around his presence. He had to teach them to follow the light, to follow the cloud. Come on, to follow the voice of God, to follow the leaders of God. And that's where God has us because there's coming a day, I'm telling you, where we're going to be in situations our parents, grandparents, great, great grandparents have never known would even be possible. Because the earth, this global economy, this global world we live in, this virtual information age that we're in is a setup for an extraordinary persecution. It's a setup for extraordinary tribulation. It's a setup for extraordinary temptation. But if you're in the Holy Ghost, you're gonna be fine. The journey's too great for you not to be in us in the spirit. Walk by the spirit. Father, we thank you for this word. God, I pray that it finds good ground. I pray we water this with the Holy Ghost. I pray that somebody begins to praise God because God already has a way out for you. Come on. I hope you begin to praise God because God has already made a path for you. I hope you begin to praise God because the word of the Lord is your portion. Come on. He is your portion. He is the one that you can eat Oh, God, every single day. He is your manna. He is your sustenance. God is all sufficient. He is the almighty God. He is the Lord. He is the battle axe of heaven. He cannot lose. He is the sword of the kingdom of God, and he will fight for you. You just need to walk with God. Walk with the Holy Ghost. We're not going to turn back. Somebody say, I'm not turning back. Father, we're not turning back. 
God, we're not going to be a useless pillar of salt. God, we're going to follow you. We're going to have faith. I pray you increase our faith. I impart faith now into the hearing of whoever's struggling. Somebody who says, I wish I would die. Somebody who wishes they were in a certain place and, and they are, and they're in a different place. And instead of doing that, God says, will you begin to hear my voice? Will you begin to tune into what it is I'm doing in your heart? Will you begin to tune into the promises that I'm dispatching to my angels to give to you? Are you going to give up or are you going to stand even in the desert? Are you going to stand doing everything you can do to stand in the word, to stand on the word, to stand with the Lord, knowing that he is with you? We bless you for this word, God, that will take us to the next level because every test is not meant for you to show us to be shown something you didn't already know. The test is for us to learn something and show you what we've learned so that we can advance to the next level. Hallelujah. There's another level coming in this September season. September 15th, one week from yesterday, we enter into Tishri, the Hebrew year 5784. The spirit of the Lord has been dealing with me about how this whole decade is the decade of the mouth, the decade where his, he's judging our mouths because we've been speaking out of turn and he's also allowing us to learn his voice because the next decade is going to require that we know the voice of God. But it's also a season as we walk into Tishri on September 15th that evening that is going to be a door of opportunity for the humble to attain the blessings of God through doors that God has since has had closed and they're going to open to those who are humble. Humble people are those who walk by the spirit. The Bible says Moses was the meekest man ever lived because he had spent so much time with the Lord. He knew he could do nothing without God. He said, if, if you don't go with us, Lord, don't take us from this place. He was addicted to the presence of God. He could not get enough of his Lord. I impart that kind of hunger and thirst after righteousness into your hearing. Walk by faith, not by sight in the name of God. Seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. You want something? Just seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek the promises of God and his righteousness. Seek him. Seek his voice and his promises. God bless you. Listen, I'm out of here. If you want to catch up with us on our ministry page, you can go to faithfireworldwide.com. You might hear my one-year-old right now outside the door. Uh, we're on faithfireworldwide.com. We're here to encourage you. Our whole mission is revival in the church, awakening in the world, revival in the church and awakening in the, in the world. And our tagline is just Jesus. Jesus is all we need. He is the only thing you need. He is in him. All things uh, exist in him. All things consist. That's all we need to say. Everything was made through him, for him, and, and by him. He is everything. Faithfireworldwide.com is where you can catch up with us. The Lord has been giving us a word every day. You can look at our, um, our archive. You can sign up for our alerts uh, newsletter. And uh, if you want to give to the ministry, you can do it there. You can also go to linktree slash faithfire. God bless you. We love you. And uh, we'll be here tomorrow morning, Lord willing. Bye-bye.